Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Our favorite extremely extremely prolific collective in hip-hop griselda has recently dropped two marquee projects in 2022 that have been heavily anticipated for years now and today we're going to start with the one that dropped first and that's conway the machines god don't make mistakes and luckily i won't be doing this alone because today i am joined by an incredibly talented writer and artist from virginia dash lewis who you may have actually heard mentioned in the previous interview uh, that I did with Cities of Eve just last episode uh, because he interviewed him with Post Trash last year through print. And I highly recommend you checking that out. It was a really good interview. Uh, Dash has a great perspective on hip hop and just music generally. And I'm just super excited to be able to pick his brain about this long awaited studio album from Conway that has been teased for literally two years. This album, I think, presents us with a lot to get into, but I'd like to start with what I feel is the most striking trait of this record. So, Dash, what do you feel about the introspection that Conway displayed on this album? Did you feel like it added something positive or did you feel like, you know, he should have stuck to more of his tried and true grimy shit that he's been known for? Uh, I mean, I welcome it, and it's. I think it. It. It's. Um. You know, I think we should always be willing to give artists space to develop and to try out new things because the longer that someone does one thing, the the it's going to be you know diminishing returns kind of thing. Um, I don't think that this is all that surprising for Conway though. Like there are moments. This maybe has more introspection than a lot of his other product or. Um, projects but it's i mean you can find songs that touch on these kinds of elements across his discography i mean there's like uh you know front lines from from a king to a god mm-hmm. uh, and then also like forever dropping tears from that same project um there's don't judge me off everybody is food too or g money on the roof off of eat what you kill i mean he's like he definitely goes into that zone more often maybe than we think because we do kind of like it, he is sort of the quintessential grimy rapper, at least right now, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's terribly out of character for him. I think it's just that like, he's maybe more honest than usual on this record. Like some of the things he says are, are kind of like, he's using this as therapy, it seems. Yeah, I think that's a good point because you're right completely that he's this shouldn't be a surprise to people that have actually followed his career and listened to his music closely but i would say i think in the last the last couple years particularly from from a king to a god feels like a a kind of a a a point in time that a lot of things for conway i think changed and i think changed for the better 
But as it relates to being introspective, that's one of the biggest things I got from that album. I was like, damn, he really added a lot more than I'm used to. Usually it's like a couple songs maybe or one song on an album that's a little more personal. Like I think he got a lot more introspective. And I also think that on this album, and it's a little funny because I know of this Bell's Palsy thing. We all know it. You see him. It's very clear. And correct me if I'm wrong, but has he? really been this detailed about that incident because i don't feel like he has and that's what i felt like i didn't it's almost like i kind of forgot that this happened to him because i just like oh yeah yeah you got shot like you're you have that thing you know it's kind of like almost like in a way like the effect i had with kanye and watching that documentary on on genius because i kind of forgot almost that that happened i kind of like yeah i know you did it you did the song i didn't realize like that was a huge moment and that like clearly had so much ramifications on his career and i think with conway i think he gets into really good detail in this yeah i mean i don't i think he addressed his discography is so vast that it's hard to go back and, and yeah and check every moment of him talking about it but i think that he definitely gets more detailed about it and he talks about his feelings around it on this record a lot more. Yes. Um, and I mean, like he presents himself for so much of his, so much of his music is him presenting himself as this sort of like indestructible character, this kind of like, um, he's got this, this cockiness, this braggadocio, he seems larger than life. And I think, I guess why the introspection on this record is so striking is because he's, he's so much more vulnerable. And like, there's that line, I think it's in Stressed, where he talks about looking in the mirror, mm. seeing his face and crying. He humanizes himself in a way that he hasn't before on this record, which I think is really, um, it's, a, it's a really good turn. And I think it, 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 it does really deepen his music quite a bit. Yeah, that line stuck out for me too. I had that noted down because that's where I was like, wow, whoa. Like that was like a kind of a gut punch moment where again, like I know that's what happened to him, but I just kind of gloss over it. I'm like, yeah, but you're the machine, man. Like you're good. You're like fucking confident every day you wake up, you feel like you're the top shit. But for me, I think Conway wasn't only a bit more open and honest, like directly on this album. And he was very vulnerable, like you said, but I think this, the way he made this album too, just accentuated it all, like the way he put it together, because it was basically conceptualized behind this incident in that like God don't make mistakes theme. And I felt like it was very thematically consistent because of it. And I think because it was built around that incident in a way, I think it gave his introspection uh, whether directly related to that incident or just related to other things being like a, uh, someone in the streets and all of those kind of like traumas that come from that. I think it gave his introspection a tangible foundation to rest upon that made all of the content feel a lot more urgent. When I think of a lot what he's saying, I just feel like the stakes feel so much higher. Because when you talk about a line like stressed, you know, opening up, crying in the mirror, looking at your face, like that's crazy. But when you really think about it, if it was another artist who's just talking about, you know, feeling insecure about their looks, obviously rappers have talked about that, maybe not that often, but it happens. Yeah, like I, I resonate with that. I'm like, damn, yeah, that's that's something to feel like that. That hurts. 
but to know that that came because you got shot in the fucking face like you just like just when you conceptualize what happened that's makes me feel like holy shit because that wasn't your fault like that's just super unfortunate that's super like supremely bad luck but then it goes to that god don't make mistakes mantra and how that negative event actually served served this larger purpose and i think that's so beautiful and I think he summed it up really nicely in the closer and it all just makes me feel like this is his most realized artistic statement because all of that put together just tied a neat bow to that whole kind of life event that impacted everything. I would agree to that with that to a certain extent. I think that, that um, there are moments on this record that are, that kind of fumble a little bit that keep it from being um like i it took me a few listens to really feel like i had an idea of what to come away from it with hmm. um there i think it's the back half is mostly sequenced well but it's it, I, the production seems pretty inconsistent to me like there are moments like um uh like guilty so much more and uh, i think it's wild chapters they yeah. just don't they feel like he's reaching for i don't know for lack of a better word more obvious kind of soundscapes to to match his his subject matter like they they have those like heartstring or yeah those heartstring tugging piano chords or like the you know, triumphant the uh, so much more the justice league beat like it's yeah big, and i don't like, like anthemic yeah and like that they're he doesn't sound to me he doesn't sound super comfortable on those beats I understand, like, like I was saying, like I definitely want artists to um, develop and try on new sounds and 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 you know go into things that they're interested in that may that may be outside of what we're known they they're known for. Um, but and the beautiful thing about that is like you find failure points, and so like it, not everything is going to work. And if you're a good enough artist, you'll learn from what didn't work, and you can mm -hmm. kind of tweak your methods. But those to me, like he, there are other songs where he keeps some of the weirder beats or some of the, like the more, the darker stuff. And it, it feels like that's a more natural place for him to be, even when he's being really vulnerable. Like, um, like, I mean, stressed, for example, that beat is like grimy as fuck, but then he's just like, bearing his soul and i think that the kind of juxtaposition there really really works yeah and when he goes for the more obvious sort of like this is a sad song and so here's a sad beat kind of thing i feel like it's not quite as successful mm -hmm. um but i will say i do think like it is it is one of the better sort of like um all all of the griselda stuff lately has sounded really expensive like they clearly have a lot more money to put into like mixing and yeah. mastering and all that kind of stuff. And in, in that, like, I think this is probably his most successful record of this era. I mean, my favorite shit is always going to be like reject Two or the black tape mm -hmm. where it sounds like a cassette tape that got thrown out the window and rolled over by a car, you know, it's just, you know, trudging through the Buffalo winter type shit. But um, anyway, yeah, I think, I mean, so, it's a long ass way to say that I mostly agree with you. Yeah, I think the production points I'm mostly in agreement to. I don't think it was always knocked out of the park by any stretch. And just generally to your point, just like just the last point you made, 
I definitely don't prefer this. If I had to choose, I mean, I do like the Conway that's a bit more on the grimier side in terms of the beats he selects. But I, I, I would agree that this kind of attempt at being a bit more accessible, more commercial friendly, I think this is one of the, I think the best one that any Griselda artist has put out because the ones Benny's been doing up until, well, Tana Talk is different, but Tana Talk 4, but the plugs I met too. Burden of Proof, I actually really like the beats, but I don't. I feel like that's almost a different thing because it was accessible, but it was still very much like a hip hop thing that I particularly like in that Blueprint, Rockefeller, early 2000s sound. But for Conway, like I think he did a pretty damn good job at picking beats that felt like it fit him enough with while also giving him that accessibility. I do think so much more. I think he did sound fine. He sounded fine on it, but I didn't really love the beat though. Like I don't really like that sound. It seems very old. Like it seems, but not in a good way. It seems dated. Yeah, and like I don't really like the second song having Lil Wayne and Rick Ross on it. I I mean that song is fine. It just feels like I don't really know why it's there, and it doesn't feel to me. It doesn't really serve any purpose in moving the theme of the record record forward. You know, it just seems like it's a luxurious beat, and you know, Ross sounds pretty good on it. Conway sounds pretty good on it. Wayne is like his verse is really strange, and he's, mm-hmm. his 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 uh, his meter and cadence are just kind of like off the wall. And it's kind of it's cool to hear him just kind of lose his mind a little bit. But it doesn't feel like to me. It just doesn't feel like it fits the record. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I, I, but yeah, I do think that he is. He's probably getting closer to, um, you know, if he's got a masterpiece in him, I think he's he's learning how to get there. Um, he's he's an interesting uh, rapper to me because, especially in in the Griselda camp, because he doesn't have the charisma that Benny has like Benny can sell you anything really like that's his that's his whole thing like mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of Burden of Proof but there are songs on there that I think stack up with some of his best work yeah uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Plugs too but again there are moments on that on that EP that are just like outstanding and Pyrex Picasso I thought was like surprisingly great because that's not the kind of production that I generally go towards but he sells it so well he sounds mm-hmm. really comfortable on that stuff and I think he came from those projects and then went back to the Alchemist Derringer thing on Tana Talk 4, having learned some stuff about the the ways that he wants to sound and was able to sort of like merge those worlds in a really successful way. I think um, Gunn has just a pretty unmatched curatorial sense Yeah. Um, that Conway just does not. So Conway doesn't have either of those things, but he's a good rapper and he's like, he's got, a specific kind of confidence that I think he trusts himself enough to, um, I don't know, make mistakes maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. I think versatility is what he showed. And I think overall he's the most versatile rapper out of the group. And it's one of those things, this is one of those albums where it's interesting because I, I do notice things that I don't really love. I kind of feel the same about tear gas. I thought Wayne's verse was fucking awesome, but Otherwise, that song, the song with T.I. and Novell, Wild, I think, is that Wild Chapters or? Yeah, that's Wild Chapters. Yeah, the, that song, 
again, I actually really like TI's verse. I like the beat. I thought Novell's hook and his contribution didn't like it at all. But, it but came again, out of like, for me. yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, though, I just feel like those songs and those moments were not my favorites, but they weren't like other than Novell's, I actually really didn't like that. But the rest is like, you know, decent. It's like, all right. But it was good enough to kind of keep the album going. And then I think the the high points are are pretty damn high. And I just think the way he blended the grimy and that cleaner luxury sound, I think overall was 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 good. Like, I, I don't think I left myself feeling amazed by any of the production yeah. other than maybe like Piano Love. I love that beat. It just fit really well. And I think he... He did really what I think my main takeaway from this album is that I think he just achieved what he wanted to do. He wanted to like give you more himself as a person and show what he can do as an artist, like through across the board. So you got like the grimy shit, like lock load. I thought that song was really dope. I, that beat the fucking lock load. Like that was an amazing opener. I, I really grew to love that song. And then he shows that he can be a bit more of like, bit more mainstreamy feel and i don't think he sounded uncomfortable really i do think again i didn't love some of the beats and i think he also he had some weird shit like that uh the track with keisha plum i think the second last song that i really liked and it's just such a weird like it's such a strange song but it, it worked and it i think that's probably my favorite song on the record because it just it the first time I heard it, I was like, this makes no fucking sense. This is great. Like the drums That's are really weird for him. He's never really done that ever. Like, it's not no, like it's a flow yeah. is really strange. It's just like he I it, it really felt like he was that was a moment where he was truly take, taking a chance um, and expanding, like taking this thing that he does really well, that grimy sort of like slow trudging kind of beat and, and uh, kind of experimenting with it and, and mm -hmm. seeing like seeing what other contours that particular sound can take um, what other shapes he can squeeze out of it. Um, I love that song. That song is so anytime the Keisha Plum shows up on a Griselda song, it's just like, those are the weirdest ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I don't, I wouldn't say I love every time she shows up on a song. There's been, I think there was a streak within like 2020, 2021, where I was like really starting to be like, okay, this is getting old, but I really like, I like that link up. I liked what she did on this album. I thought that really fit. And when you're talking about what, I want to go back to your point you're saying about how like Conway isn't the curatorial guy Gunn is. I think with Benny, I think the thing I always get from Benny is I just think he's like a rabid dog on a mic. And he just has that ferocious, grimy kind of energy that none of them have and very few artists have, which is always like, he can get on any track and it's not really always about the bars. It's about just like the fucking energy. And I love that from Benny. He doesn't have that eccentric flair from West side, but I think, I think this album made me realize something that I didn't really normally kind of catch with Conway is that I think he showed his most defining trait is that he's just like a really good dude and he has like a good heart. And I think that's what I've realized is starting to like, charm me about his music because he's just really likable and it wins me yeah. over and it adds a lot of depth to even when he's not being introspective even when he's just being more cocky and shit like i find myself it it comes off a lot nicer it comes off a lot more like fun and interesting because 
I know this other side of him exists. And another kind of thought that comes to mind on that aspect is that Conway being this macho man guy, street rapper, fucking kingpin dude, an artist like him being so personal exemplifies why the medium is the message and why the importance of who the messenger is for a given message is so important because Conway opening up, obviously I'm sure he's going to influence people that come from his background to potentially feel like they can open up about things. They can be more accepting of this kind of vulnerability. I think that's obviously great, but something people don't talk about is I think also for people that aren't like him, I think it does the same because for me as someone who did not come from that background, hearing someone like him, this tough, strong man talking about dealing with depression makes me not feel like a fucking bitch for feeling sad in my own life. Like, I feel like, damn, if he's feeling like that, like, I don't feel like this weak, um, passive baby for also feeling like, you know, I go through hard stuff in my life. And I feel like a lot of times I feel I shouldn't feel like that. I should just man up and all of that. I think hearing a rapper like this and a man like this talking about this, I feel like it also has that effect on me. People often talk about, again, how the the kind of image he's portraying for people like him. But also, I think it just goes for a lot of a lot of guys out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, like whether he meant to or not, he's challenging an idea about masculinity, right? He's he's he is destigmatizing mental health issues and saying that like doing that sort of man up suppress your feelings kind of thing is dangerous and it's not it, it it it's not it won't help you in the long run it'll actually make things worse um i hope that this is uh, a moment that inspires other people to be more open about their own mental health struggles because it's it is really important it is really important to, to take the stigma away from it and vulnerability uh is it's the way towards change. It's the way towards viewing yourself and viewing others in a more positive way and, and being able to like build community. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think it's a really powerful thing. And, um, you know, that sort of existential question, does anybody care if I'm stressed is something that we have all asked at some point. And so to hear someone ask it in such a public way is, It'll make it'll make it easier for someone to ask that question later on. Yeah, and, and especially that kind of vulnerability in the hands of an artist and a rapper that's just so skilled. I think the mm -hmm. way he delivers it is super concise. That was the other main takeaway is that he's really good at doing this too. He doesn't fumble around his words. It's not like kind of weirdly just put together in a way that it's like you can tell he's trying to say something, but he's just not making it very clear. Like he's really spot on, even when he's talking about like, the record deals and how like everybody has their hand out wanting money, wanting favors from him. He's like, people look at like shady 10 million or something was shady paid me. And obviously that's not what happened. Like he, he, he articulates himself super well, even on this topic. And I think that's also really important because some people try to be introspective in their, their art and it just falls flat because they're not good enough as a, like a, a communicator. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, it makes me, as we're talking about this, it makes me think of someone like Luca, who is able to do that mm -hmm. super, super well and still like 
it maybe I don't know maybe Conway's been listening to Luca or something that would be incredible I mean I know that Luca did the song with Baldy James so maybe honestly maybe- honestly that's I I do think with this album from what I understand there was a a track list when this was getting teased that almost was identical to what actually was released so my thinking is that this was released uh recorded in like 2020 2019 but to your point i see that as like a a really cool comp and a really cool pairing if they ever decide to work together because luca is is the prototype and like the 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 high watermark for that kind of idea of being able to be vulnerable in your raps while maintaining kind of like your authenticity as like he's not all of a sudden this like softy necessarily but he still is super articulate in making you feel what he feels and like feel like that's a genuine feeling that's a genuine emotion i i resonate with that what's the line that lucas says in balaclava he says something like uh willing to clap them all and then go talk about it to my therapist something like that yeah i think yeah. that's brilliant and that's like that's i feel that's 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 sort of like what conway is doing here um and I, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that we see more of this kind of stuff. I think um, he's been I think he's been kind of trending in this direction, like we talked about earlier. Uh, if it bleeds, it leads. Is that the name of the album? I love that was a really dope. The big ghost one, the second. Oh big yeah, ghost. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I didn't really love the first big ghost. The second big ghost collab I thought was really good actually, especially production wise. And that was also there's a track. Maybe it's the closer. I almost forget what he was even talking about. I think it was like a relationship type thing or just like a, man, I'm, I'm blanking. But I remember thinking, damn, he really went in on this topic. He was so personal. I was like, I hope we get, I hope we get more of that. I heard it on for Kim, from King to a God and we have it here. And on that topic of like where Conway's going, where do you feel his trajectory is going? Because I feel personally that he was stagnating for a while really after Benny popped off is where I noticed myself tuning out Conway a bit. I was like, Oh, I like, I like these albums. Like the, the, uh, that series of records he had. in I think 2018, the three, the trilogy, he had the alchemist, uh, collab that I liked. I think all these albums, I'm like, I like them. They just felt like they were missing something though, or like it, it lost focus or steam and i don't i don't think i was alone in that thought but then when from a king to a god dropped i feel like everything changed for conway there was like a rejuvenation and i've been loving his albums a lot more recently so what are your thoughts on like where he's going um hmm. yeah i would agree that there was a probably a bit of stagnation i really didn't like lulu i was really excited for it yeah i just it just didn't click to me it just it really felt like he found a bunch of alchemist beats and just decided to rap on them and i don't like i know that that uh on let's see i forget what song al did on uh from king to god it's derringer co-produced it there's like a beat switch on it um, is it uh i don't do and Damani, i think yeah 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 that's the one that's really a fucking like ill song yeah, and then like the uh, the one on La, La Machina with two chains. Um, there are other moments that show that Alan and Conway have like great chemistry, but it just was not evident on Lulu, Agreed. in my opinion. I think once he got a little, yeah, I'm not really sure. I think, I don't know what it was that changed. Maybe he just, maybe there was a, 
access to to different producers or i know that he like i kind of look at la machina as his atlanta record because if i'm not if i'm not mistaken he lives in atlanta and that had more of the sort of like um 808s and tick tick hats mm-hmm. um then which he he'd been kind of trending towards in some of the 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 um like 2019 eps and stuff like that but he he really went for it and sounded great on like scatterbrain um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i don't know it's for i guess something changed and and he it probably was just more money and more ability to source different sounds and uh, a higher profile and maybe therefore being more um, open to different kind of collaborations um, that just pushed him. But as far as where he's going, um, I'm not really sure. I think it seems like he is definitely trending more to this sort of like brutal honesty. Um, and, you know, aside from Gun, I think, and we're, we have yet to see what uh, Baldy James, well, no, we had the Versace tape, but we have yet to see sort of like what a more curated Griselda Baldy James record is going to look like. Yeah, I think that he's probably going to continue on this sort of tiptoeing on this sort of like glossy kind of high dollar sound. Um, and hopefully continuing to, to, to rap from a more honest perspective about his life. Um, I guess it all really depends on what the reception of this is gonna end up being like a year from now or something. Like if, depending on what he releases next, if he's gonna, if he's gonna continue on this sort of like super prolific, I'm gonna drop every six months kind of thing, maybe this will be a blip in a bunch of stuff that kind of, Hopefully this doesn't um, portend like another kind of stagnation where he's just sort of like churning through these ideas right. and selecting these sort of like these beats that don't really make too much sense. Um, I mean, as far as what I hope happens, I think that I would like to see him do more stuff like Baba's and and Stressed and stuff that really like combines that introspection and that and that vulnerability with that just sort of like super dark heavy bag drum kind of thing that's what i hope um but you know as i've said so many times like i'm not gonna clamor for one particular thing because i want the artist to figure out what they want to do and we'll see where it goes i think right now conway's in a good spot mainly because i think he's doing what you're saying he's trying to figure out what he wants to do because these last even when i think quote unquote, he was stagnating, even the Lulu record, there was like a song on there that has like a very weird, like non-Conway flow where he's going like, rapping, nah, 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 nah. Like, I don't even know what it would sound like, but it was like really like a more mainstream feeling song. And he's been doing a lot of those experimentations. La Machina, a lot delved into that kind of like more accessible sound. But yeah, like I think from like, there's a lot of like Atlanta influence on that. And I think mostly it works. Like I liked La Machina. I didn't really love it, but I liked it. From a King to a God, I really loved. I think that's definitely one of his best projects with like Goat for me and Reject 2. And I think I put this one very close to those. Uh, I do think there was a bit of some pitfalls a little bit with the production, like we talked about. But 
I think from his contribution as a lyricist, I think this is maybe his most kind of like complete. And so I'm, I'm excited because I think he is leaning towards that brutal honesty, like you said. And I think he's going to get closer to finding that sweet sauce of the production that he should go over because I, I think he got kind of close. I think there's, if you take out like so much more, um, I actually liked the production on wild chapters. I, I honestly, it was like really so much more. I didn't love the beat and tear gas was just, I, but like kind of just felt like, eh, didn't need to be here. Yeah. Um, but outside of those songs, I think I liked most of the production he went on. I really liked the guilty beat. I think that's a hit boy beat. I thought that was a nice mix of like, Hey, it's like more of like a melodic kind of ear candy in the beat. It's a little more soft, but I think it worked. Um, and I think, again, he's so versatile. He can make most of these songs work like as a lyricist. Um, and I think generally he's getting a lot better at putting together albums. I think from King to a God was that change of uh, uh, pace for him because that was something I felt like he was really lacking. I kept mm -hmm. thinking like, damn, like go, go, go hook up with your boy West Side Gun, like find a way to make these albums pop. Like, I, I think I may have referenced this in my From a King to a God review. So that's a while ago, but there was an, a song on one of those Eat What You Kill tapes where it had this amazing beat and he had like one verse on it. I was like, man, this is going to be like one of my favorite Conway songs. And then he just like talks shit for two minutes on it. And I'm like, I was like, man, like, what are you doing? Like, this is like, it was like in the middle of the record of the album. I was like, this is just not like a good idea. Like, I know you can talk shit. I just like, you're just wasting your, like your moment here. I felt for a lot, a couple of years, but since then, I think he's been really putting together good albums. And there's like moments here that I thought were super cool. Like on uh, drum work, he says, I'm Russell Wilson high wiggled through duress, picture me stressed. And he's being like cocky. And there was probably like, ha ha ha. I'm sure that was right after that. <laughs> I love that fucking ad lib. Uh, and you, you have that, that's on like track four or something. And then you have the song Stressed, where he's clearly fucking stressed. So I just kind of like, there was a lot of nice, neat details and like sequencing of this album that I thought was actually really good. And that's not something I've known Conway to be good at. Yeah, absolutely. Up until like From a King to a God, I think was one of those examples where I was like, wow, this is really great. Like a really great body of work. And I'm just excited to see him kind of further progress in that aspect of his artistry yeah i mean for so long he's just been sort of like a bar's first dude and even i mean i think la machina is not sequenced terribly well it and and this one is like a little bit better from a king to a god when it first came out i thought like really really well sequenced and then they kept adding songs to it and it was just like you don't just make this another EP or something. Like he added. Um, oh, the deluxe. Yeah, there was like four, but it was like a deluxe, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just. I mean, it was just like there was like a deluxe and then another deluxe, and the first deluxe had that like Jesus Crisis song, and then uh, was it Raw Oysters? Can't remember mm -hmm, what was mm -hmm. after that. And then the, the like official deluxe version came out, had like another four songs, and it kind of interrupts. It feels like the album has a complete arc, and then here's just a bunch of other songs. Most of the songs are good. Um, but he's with this album, I think he definitely I don't know if he sequenced it himself or if he got input. I think I saw on Twitter someone talking about how they sequenced the record, but it flew by. So I, I didn't flag it. But um, 
it, it, there are really cool moments um, that build on, on themselves on this record. Like, I mean, Beanie Siegel's verse in Lock Load talks about him as the slant face killer. And then from there, there's all this stuff about Conway just saying, like, I think in the next song, or I'm not terribly great with song titles, but at some point very soon after that first song, he talks about people just always talking about his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's some tear gas, yeah. Yeah, and then and then in Stressed, it, it comes to a head where he's like, I'm looking in the mirror, looking at my face and crying. And so it's like there are these little moments that build on themselves that he has never really done before. And so that that's, I think, probably uh, him being more focused mm-hmm. thematically is going to, like, that's going to be really exciting to watch. Like, he's definitely learning that just having a bunch of songs that where you rap really well and the beats are really cool, but just throwing them all together, it doesn't necessarily make a solid project. So yeah. it'll be, yeah, it'll be cool to see how he like what, what comes next. And if he, if he like does these little subtle things. Yeah. I think that's like what we talked about earlier, that thematic, uh, that thematic consistency was my, my favorite thing about this record all, along with it just being very introspective. And yeah, I think he's, I have I have full confidence, especially as he's getting this kind of drum work label going. I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Is he gonna be still releasing records under Griselda, or is he gonna have some like I, I was La, was La Machina a Griselda release, or was that a I think that was a drum work release. That was I think the first drum work. Yeah, yeah, okay. and he and he still clearly seemed to have a budget for that one. There were some huge like features and production credits, so. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I think Griselda in this la in these last couple of years, I think have shown a resiliency that I've been really impressed with because I, along with a lot of others, was starting to just think, man, you guys are potentially running yourself into the ground with how prolific you're being and maybe not reinventing yourself or branching out more than maybe you uh, enough, basically branching out enough. And I think I have like a sneak peek to the Tana Talk review, which is going to drop the next review we have on this uh, podcast. But I think Benny showed some fucking resiliency because he kind of, I felt was mirroring Conway from that 2018 up until from the King to a God, where I was like, damn, don't like what you're doing. I think you're moving in a bad direction. I'm kind of worried. I like Burner Proof a lot, actually, but that's an anomaly for like plugs I met I didn't really like. Pyrex Picasso, it was like all right. Um, what else did he put out? Is that all he just put out? There was something else. There was the uh, the BSF group album, and then he was on. I can't remember. I didn't listen to Conflicted the soundtrack too much, um, but I know he's on at least he's on a couple of those songs. Um, and then he was on um, on Rick Hyde's tape, mm-hmm. which that just came and went. Um, yeah. Came and went is what I've been feeling with Benny, even on some of his yeah. features in that time period. But then, like, I think they're all they're all having some growing pains in times to time. But I think they're gonna they're gonna have some more longevity than I think I expected, which is really cool. Yeah, I think the development is really interesting, and I'm really excited to see what happens with the label. I know that they've got um, a Rome Streets record coming up, and 
I guess I don't know what's going on with the Baldy record if that's happening or I'm sure it's happening. Yeah, but, I'm sure it's um, happening. But uh, I'll be interested to see what's going on with that. I mean, I think Gun, uh, like I was talking about his curatorial sense. I mean, him working with Makami on Pray for Haiti was just an absolute revelation. That record is incredible, and um, it. I don't know. I really would love to see Gun just curate something like executive produce something for Conway, just like get Conway a little bit out of his own way and give him, I think what Conway needs a lot is um, an editor. It just, he just needs someone to come in and be like, this needs to go here, cut this one. Let's, you know, just like clean it up just a little bit. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I guess he's learning that because like we've been talking about with the consistency of this new record, but yeah. Um, I think they, have responded well to criticism and uh, it'll be interesting. Although I wish they would let Armani Caesar have a little bit more shine. No, she has dropped. She, you say that. I literally think I saw this week. They have the Liz two dropping. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And Westside produced, I mean, I've not produced, I think he executive produced it, but he, he posted like the, the album art and he's like, this was hyping it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I really liked the Liz. I thought that that, I mean, it was like a, very much a mixtape feel but um she's a great rapper and like her her appearances in you know 2019 2020 on their respective tapes were just were fantastic mm -hmm. um, so i'd love to see more of her yeah i didn't i didn't really like the liz that much but i definitely like her like i definitely like her as an artist and yeah she i don't know what sound she would sound really great on. I know she, a lot of those songs, there were some that were very, like very mainstreamy, but I just think she, she has like a fucking tenacity to her. And she has that like appeal of being like an attractive girl and stuff. And I know she's going to get like a lot of different audiences for that and appeals to like, or obviously appeals to women, I'm sure more, but I'd like her to see, like, like her to like them to just give her some, some weird shit too. Like all her, she seems pretty versatile, honestly. She's got a yeah, crazy I mean, flow. That, the, the got a crazy like, flow. Yeah, the Liz was really uneven. I mean, it was like there was a um there's like a uh, club song. There's a song that like straight up felt like a club banger, and then right after was some like boom bap, which but like she sounded good on them. It just didn't really make right. a lot of sense together, but you know, whatever. I'm trying to remember the track list because there was like a song, there was two songs back to back with her and Benny. Mm -hmm. One was on a, a DJ Premier beat, and then one was on like an 808 Mafia beat or something. Yeah, exactly. Those are the exact same. That's the same chunk of songs I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit yeah. was jarring, but I like both of those songs. Yeah. Just, if someone were to, I mean, I feel like probably she has a bunch of, of records in the tuck, and that was just sort of like, oh, we need you to drop a tape. So let's just like throw this shit together and get it yeah. out. But I think she's really compelling. She reminds me a lot of like early Lil' Kim. Um just in that sort of like real brash, uh, uh, like she can do like the very highly sexualized thing, but she owns it really well. And it's just like, she's, uh, I don't know. She's really compelling to me. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see what she does. Yeah. Griselda's got a bunch of good stuff. Like I think that Rome streets album, like is going to be going to shake, it's going to shake shit. Like, oh, like that's his, his rise has been insane. And I honestly, I, I feel a little weird because I really like him, but I don't think I love him. Like, I don't, like, I like him as, an, I love him as an art, like a rapper and as like a person 
yeah, person who raps. I like all of his features. I like a lot of his albums. I don't think I've loved much of any of his albums. And I mean love, I mean that like it's a high bar to hit, but I don't think I've hit that with him. Even with like Death and the Magician, um, the the way the the future wave one from last year, all these are great. They're very good. But I've just I haven't seen him put it all together in a way that I've been super completely head over heels for, but I know it's in him because fuck, he's such a good rapper. And he can also be a bit more like he can be a bit introspective at times, but I, I'd like to I'd like to see him try to do some of that, too. Like he could add a different kind of like wrinkle to him. Again, I'm not saying he hasn't done that and he's a great storyteller and all that shit. But I think the Rome album and Boldy James is going to be good. I already think that's going to be he's already proven that to me. So I got no qualms. I'll, that dude has not missed. He's he's one of my absolute favorites right now. I mean, I keep writing about the guy. I just I, I love that dude's music. I think he's he's one of the most compelling rappers that have come out lately. I mean, the and project after project is so good. I almost forget about things like um, Major on McNichols, which is just I think absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. But then there's you know, his, his last three records with Alchemist have all been just like insane. And I thought the Versace tape was great. It is like, I thought that was like a solid album. I don't know why people did not like that a lot. I think that was like the height of when people like, maybe this has died down or maybe I just don't pay as much attention to it anymore, but people were all up people. It's like old head Twitter is very much like, Oh, drumless loops. Which I do not care to engage. I don't think in that. people respect Jay Versace like they should too. I think people had a huge problem They're like, man, that was like whack, that like stupid. They gave him a whole album, and I was like, I think he did a great job. He's with it. always think... impressed me. Like, yeah. I don't think though. I I do think there was room for improvement on those beats. Like I, but like they were still good, and all of his like standalone beats are usually phenomenal. Like not good. Like the Hitler Eight, he had. Uh, Ah, oh, I forget the. It's on the. I think side B towards the beginning, the one with Jay Electronica. I think he produced right. that one, that's, and that's yeah, an insane incredible. beat. I was like, that was my favorite beat on the whole album. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, he's he's great. Um, he's got a really good. He, he did one on the uh, new Fly Anakin. I think the last song on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bagman. Um, I think. Yeah. I yeah. think again, not great with song titles. He, he but... did produce on that, and I, and it was a good beat. I forget where we were going, but yeah. It's, well, it's no, I mean, I guess I can just say any f- last thought about Conway's God Don't Make Mistakes. I was really primed to not like it because I've been, I was kind of underwhelmed by La Makina. I've since gone back and listened to that record a number of times and I, I have much more affinity for it now. But, I've, you know, and, and I think it got unfairly overshadowed by Tana's Hawk 4, which is, I think, really great. But um, the more I listen to God Don't Make Mistakes, the more I really like it. And I, the vulnerability and the introspection married with his grimy stuff is really cool development. And um, I'm excited to see where he takes that. So I give it, you know, it's a real solid record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel similarly. My main takeaway is on some uh, George Bush circa 03 Iraq warmonger shit, mission accomplished. Except for real. <laughs> Except for real. It's actually mission accomplished. I just think everything that I would imagine he wanted to do, I think he did a very good job with it. 
it's not my absolute favorite Conway album, but it's it isn't far from it. I actually think it's because of his introspection, this really did have an impact on me and, and was really built like a great record, uh, like front to back, flow wise, consistency. Uh, and it did have enough musicality to where like I was I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, like I said, but it was it was good. So, yeah, very solid record from Conway. Also excited where he takes this. And with that, I want to give you a moment to just talk about like where people can find your content that you'd like to to shout out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way uh, to find what I'm up to is just go to my Twitter. It's at Gardner Jams, G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R Jams. Um, same on Instagram. I've got a link tree in both of the bios of those. Um, and anytime I have any new writing or new music, it goes right up in there and you'll see me post about it. And then just try to like stay in conversations about music that I like. So I'm honored to be a part of this. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you. You have a, you just dropped Super Tech Mobo a review for that yeah yeah over yeah. on post trash yeah that's of, really great stuff coming up soon that i'm really excited about okay and yeah thank you so much man it's been a really good talk absolutely thanks on. for having me peace peace so there we have it another episode of the rap music plug podcast presented by qlc tv I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, Mitch, Dash Lewis, Pancake Cleaner, Trey, Noah, Justin, Brandon, Joe, Gavin, Matt, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.